0: Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. I'm so excited today. We are here to do another one of our kind of crazy rankings where my friend Jen and I rank all the different movies that we have seen together. We last did this in May. Uh, so that one was covering well over a year for sure. Uh, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I didn't do a... Uh, movies I saw in November uh, video like I've been doing most months because I would have just it would have taken so long. I've seen uh, over 70 Christmas movies alone. So it just there's no way <laughs> I could do it. And uh, so I thought this would be kind of a, a good uh, other option to do (laughs) to talk about and uh, so i'm really excited about this i am film critic rachel wagner and my very good friend jen is here again to talk about all these fun movies that we get to see together
1: yes and i'm the lucky one that gets to go with rachel to a lot of these uh, movies and i enjoy it and she's a treat to watch with so it's fun to figure these things out and and to decompress and talk about all this stuff
0: yeah, I, I really, I mean, it might sound cloying, but I really do miss when you're not there because it's just not the same. <laughs> it's like, oh my right, because we like I, have to work
1: through it. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And so I'll put a link okay. down to our first ranking. And I'm normally not a fan of rankings because I just feel like, first of all, you can never please anybody because you're never going to have the ranking right. that they want you to have. But second of all, it's just so hard because I like things for different reasons. And I also usually when most people do rankings, it's a bunch of stuff that I feel basically the same about. So it's just kind of like, which, which fixes, I don't yeah. like, yeah, like most Marvel movies I like about the same amount. Right. <laughs> so like these differences, it right. just feels like, ah, oh, what do I am wasting my time? Yeah. So this is both a both a challenge but also more interesting to me. Uh because uh, we're we're ranking a bunch of stuff that shouldn't even belong together in a ranking.
1: Right. So. Well and before we like we've seen twenty four movies together since May, which is a ton. Yeah. Um, uh but I before we start I wanna talk about really quickly uh four movies that I only saw because Rachel told me to see and we've talked a lot about them because we both love them so much uh-huh. and they and I just want to because they're so good uh yeah. Blinded by the Light is the first one which I never ever would have seen if Rachel hadn't told me to see it Yay. and it is seriously one of the best movies I saw all year it's so great I have a weird have weird feelings about Bruce Springsteen in general I have never really liked him now I like him Um, but I, I mean, I'm not the super fan, but I certainly relate in that movie to the super fan feeling. And I love how it's just grounded in this whole family story. And I just loved it. Yeah, me
0: too. I just think it captured that whole, that whole experience that you go through when you're a teenager and you first get excited about something, uh, whatever it might be. Yeah. And uh, it did such a good job with that. And yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites of the year as well. So I'm so glad you, you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Peanut Butter Falcon, which is was the sweetest surprise movie ever. Like, yeah. I can't get over how much I loved that movie. I can't get over what a great message it is. I can't. It's just so great. And that story of Um, and I think you interviewed, I don't know, yeah. uh, the directors and the writers. No. And I loved yeah. hearing that interview because it made me even like it more that they literally wrote this movie for their Down syndrome friend who wanted a role to act in
0: yep yeah i it's 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 really good i i've really wanted to i I, it's it's just it's so hard because there's things are so great for so many reasons but i have it in my top 15 right now uh i really enjoy it yeah
1: yeah yeah that would be in my top two uh and then the farewell which i really would not have seen had it not been for your urging And I really liked it. Now, you loved it with a power that I did not find. (laughs) But I did really like it. And I'm really glad that I saw it.
2: Yeah. Because
1: I really, really appreciated in that movie. Well, first of all, Awkwafina is amazing in it. And the grandma is amazing in it. and, And I loved how subtly and directly, at the same time, they explain to you why they keep the information from the grandma that she's sick. And understand why that's part of their culture. And in a way I don't think I ever would have understood. I just really, it's Mm -hmm. really a good movie.
0: Yeah, and really that also has a personal connection to me because both my grandma's passed this year and the story of, you know, to her and her grandma just really hit home. So, uh, you know, because I definitely appreciated it even more after uh, after Sundance, uh, seeing it the second time after that personal experience, which definitely can play a role. So yeah, it's uh, and I agree the grandma is, that ending just made me just, (laughs) was so good. Yeah.
1: And kind of the irony of it is that I, you talked about this big emotional piece and that's obviously why. And so I was waiting for that a little bit, but didn't really feel it, it didn't come for me, like this big Mm. emotional thing. And I was like, is it because there's no, like it's a really quiet movie there's not a lot of uh, music cues, not a lot of music in it. I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just so trained that I need all of the, I need the music in the background mm-hmm. to tell me how to feel because I really thought about it after that. I'm like, I didn't ever feel this big, I felt parts of it, but I didn't, I, I didn't have an emotional mm-hmm. reaction like you did to it.
0: No, I can see that. I can understand that.
1: And the last one on the honorable mention list was Angry Birds 2, which you really liked. And I went to see with my nieces, and I laughed my head off. Yeah. It was so much more enjoyable than I could have imagined. I had my years playing Angry Birds, so I'm familiar with all of the, the players. But, and I liked the first one okay, but I really liked the second one. awesome.
0: It was funny. I mean, the plot was not the best, but it made me laugh yeah. quite a bit. So, yeah. I, yeah. I kind of felt I like it. I kind of felt like it was my Hotel Transylvania three of this summer. I, I feel like <laughs> I always have a movie that I know it's not the best movie, but it just makes me laugh, and I just enjoy yeah. it. So I'm glad. you Yeah, we didn't actually watch
1: those together, but I really feel like you're connected to me watching those. So there's
0: those. Oh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So of the 24 that we're going to be ranking here, uh, I, I only went uh, rotten on seven of them. So okay. pretty positive about you. So even if one's, uh, one's late on the list then uh then it's not necessarily awful and even ones that i went uh rotten on doesn't mean i hated them uh so yeah there's definitely be some controversial ones on my list
1: well and i think too like i when i was going through this list i liked most of the movies too like i really really liked a lot of the movies so when i was like that movie's at 15 and I was like, "Yeah, but I wouldn't move it above any of the rest of them." Like, it's a tough list.
0: Yeah, it's it is really a tough list. A lot of good movies this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been a very eclectic, especially for the world of animation. I feel like it's been a very kind of weird year. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting. So, all right. Well, should we dive in, talk about our yeah, our, our bottom pick? Uh, yeah. So uh, I have our bottom pick might be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so my bottom pick is Overcomer. We saw this because I'd I'd heard some good things about it, uh, and I try to be open to faith-based films, and a lot of people just completely discount them. Uh, I thought, oh, this will just be sort of a sports movie uh, with a faith element, but I just think that that the Alex Kendrick is not the best actor and i think it just got really really overbearing and i don't think that priscilla shire should be an actress and when she complimented her own prayer i died laughing and it was just too much it was and it was pretty boring so it didn't have that motivation that i think you need in a faith based film for me
1: um my number twenty-four. I'm going to say first of all, I agree with you on almost all points on the Overcomer. I, uh, but it's not my worst movie. It's not the bottom of my list. My bottom. My number twenty-four is Last Christmas. Yeah. Because no movie has ever made me so mad. <laughs> um, the 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 twist in this, where if you're paying attention, you can pick up on about halfway through. When mm-hmm. I. When one sentence is spoken, I knew the whole rest of the movie, and I was like, You gotta be kidding me. And to have no rom or com in a rom, <laughs> in a rom com makes no sense to me. I just thought it was marketed so poorly because that movie is not, it's not what it's made out to be. Yeah. And you don't, I just, I'm sorry, don't dangle Henry Golding and in front of my face, and Amelia Clark and Emma Thompson, and then give me that. Yeah. Like, oh. It I like have I it ch- like the best chocolate, and I got like the worst powerkraut it's yeah. not
0: good. I have it at twenty three so i'm I'm right with you on last Christmas. It was definitely without a doubt the most disappointing movie of the year for me and i I just thought that it wasn't even a satisfactory Christmas movie in my opinion it it just was it just made me, it did make me mad. I mean, the, the, to, to have your, your character end up alone at the end of a romantic comedy is not romantic and not pleasant. And, and I also thought that her recompense for her bad choices was not enough. I mean, you're going to out somebody in your family like that. That is not okay. And, 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 that deserves more than a bottle of champagne or whatever that was. Like you have, that's a big, that's a bad thing to do. And, uh, and it was just treated. I was shocked (laughs) how lightly that was treated. Her behavior was just so bad. And I don't think that her, her, uh, her recompense was her repentance was strong enough and then the fact that she just ends up alone is bizarre to me i don't get it and uh so yeah it was really bad i agree with you (laughs) yeah and
1: it's it's hard to even express my full disdain with this movie (laughs) without spoiling anything which we are we aren't planning to do but seriously i this movie made me so mad and my number 23 is the overcomer so we're just flip flop. and really I've only picked last Christmas at the bottom because it made me angry and the overcomer at least didn't make me angry yeah it was just kind of like oh we kind of wasted an afternoon with that
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I guess yeah last Christmas like you see they're right next to each other in my overall ranking um but had a few cute moments that that I guess if I was forced that's to decide true. which one I'm going to watch, I would probably watch it over the Over Overcomer. But well, you, it's, got, it's... you can look at Henry
1: Golding. So there's
0: that. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right, what do you have at twenty two?
1: At twenty two, I have uh, the remake of the Lion King. Mm, yeah. Um, the live action I didn't hate, but it made no impact whatsoever. I thought it was way too scary for my young nieces who uh, I would have been excited to w- have watch it. I thought it was scary. Um, I just thought, and even what they added, they, they left in the background. Um, I mean, there were funny things with Timon and Pumbaa, which is the only highlight in the whole movie. But um, yeah, it's just not something that stayed with me at all
0: yeah I mean, I have it slightly higher, but yeah I mean, I basically agree i i I don't the only reason I guess I have it higher the slightly higher is that the core it's it's a shot for shot basically remake, and all that all that remake stuff, the original stuff is so good that it'll be slightly higher than some of these other ones that i like, that I just didn't enjoy as much so that that's yeah. my only excuse but I completely agree it's I mean I certainly went rotten on it that's for sure uh but I have right. a 22 I am playing with fire and I was rooting for this movie I wanted it to be better I I you know I, I I feel like we don't get that many solid live action comedies anymore that the whole family can go to and just have a good laugh together but I I just felt like uh this it wasn't funny enough to me the pratfalls the the poop jokes the just stuff like that uh was pretty lazy i i i think there are a few little laughs the keegan michael key uh and some other people really work for but i really was turned off by all the product placement uh, it's a movie for children i mean gosh do we have to bombard them with all of this product placement for weird stuff like what is the spam product placement doing in there you know i don't know that that annoyed me and I I just I don't know, I felt like all of these kids should be a little bit more grateful. <laughs> um, and they caused cause hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage and uh so I don't know. Not my favorite, uh but so yeah, I have that at twenty two. I
1: I mine's only a few few higher for that one as well. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, it's a real it's a poop coke movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's the bottom line. It's like, it's ruled by poop jokes. Like, yeah. and for, I, I know some, um, some people who would get a kick out of it. And I really did enjoy, uh, Keegan-Michael Key. I just thought he was pretty funny in this. Yeah. Um, and I, but I did really cringe and thought, what is Judy Greer doing in this movie? Yeah, like, I love her.
0: Sure. Um, sure. but yeah, I'm with you. Okay. All right. So. 21, I did you say you're 22? You're Lion King. Yeah, right? my 22, is king. Line king, yeah. Okay, now 21, uh, I have Lucy in the Sky, and I think partly, me too. oh, you do? Oh, good, good. I yeah. think partly it's just, it's such a, a case of, of missed potential. You have this good performance from Natalie Portman, but it felt like it was so obvious to me that. This had been written by three men, which is what it what it it was, and I just felt like the the movie was constantly judging her as like this crazy person, and like giving John Hamm like a complete pass for all of his involvement in all of this. And boy, I'm glad I escaped this nuts job, you know. Was just I don't know that all of it was pretty off putting to me, and I hated how the aspect ratio kept changing to be like artsy. That annoyed me and i don't know it just wasn't a very good movie
1: um yeah i mean natalie portman does i mean it she gives a great performance with mediocre material um i really she i really did feel like she played the unraveling well Mm -hmm. um but the material itself was so so not sympathetic to her at all or really understanding like it kind of you kind of understand why it's happening because of her trip to space, but you don't, there's no, there's absolutely no sympathy, no empathy for her at all. And the men are really looking at her like she's just a nutcase. And, and there's just no understanding. And it's based on like, it's based on a true story. It's not an actual true story. And I felt like they left out like the the, the, the sensational part with the diaper. Um, and I was like, I'm not sure why, they were making this story without some of those pieces that make it more identifiable, um, but I don't know. It was just not the greatest movie-going experience. Although Natalie Portman was
0: great. Yeah, I agree with you. So my number twenty is the Lion King remake. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I the only reason it gets above these other four was is just for the. You know the original story and their original songs and that stuff that's really good, and it did look beautiful, uh, but I just thought it was completely cold and empty and just a bankrupt idea. I don't know what they were thinking, and uh, I don't know, talk about a gimmick movie if there ever was one. Oh, uh, it's just
1: a cash cow, like yeah, console. yeah,
0: and it worked. They made a ton of money, so good for them, but it it's low on my list. <laughs>
1: yeah and we're my number 20 is playing with fire
0: Mm, okay good all right uh then i so 19 i have judy at 19 me too all right good uh i don't know i just i'm in the minority uh, amongst a lot of people i see i just i thought that this was just completely generic i feel like i've seen um so many rock biopic fall from grace you know whatever type movies and this it just it it, she's such an interesting person and i just thought it made her just really bland and generic and i really hated that they didn't use judy's singing uh that really took me out of the movie every time and so yeah renee zellweger does a good job and she I think looks a lot like her and she sounds when she's talking a lot like her, uh, but she did not even close to get anything to those singing. So that annoyed me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just completely forgettable in my opinion. Um, I did
1: not have any of the issues you did about the singing stuff. It, I didn't think about it. I thought that Renee killed herself in the singing scenes. I wasn't as, Comparatively in my head about it mm-hmm. um, But Here's the thing Judith Garland had a troubled life There's no doubt about it I don't like that the whole movie just focuses on Like the worst parts of her life And the saddest It doesn't yeah. really honor her And I thought it was weird The flashback to like the stuff with Lily Mayer mm-hmm. I thought was strange
2: Yeah
1: um, Coupled with like her running Into the cute gay couple that adored her and going out to dinner with them Like mm-hmm. it, it For some reason some of the pieces just didn't Work together to make a cohesive Like it was just kind of a weird Artsy expression of these last Horrible years of her life
2: mm-hmm.
1: But I do think Renee Zellweger was amazing In it and she really did nail Judy in a, a lot more With the speaking and they have the look down mm-hmm. um, But I Just overall I thought the movie was really Depressing and just I was like I was like I don't need to learn that all that stuff about about judy there was like no hope in it at all
0: yeah well and sh- in and my opinion everything i've heard of her she was a fighter and she's somebody who who became addicted as a child i mean how, you, how can you really right. falter and be that hard on her because of that it's not it's not fair what happened to her <laughs> and right. uh, yeah she was a human who made choices but but literally she was given drugs by her mother like what are you supposed to do when you're a child and uh, right. they tried to show that at least i guess a little bit but it just didn't Yeah, it didn't work and i yeah i agree uh, with everything you said so uh so <laughs> my number 18 i i admit that my number 17 i gave ron to and number 18 i gave fresh to so everybody can get upset but uh but i still like some things about this movie uh i just as i don't know that's just what happened uh so this at number 18 is the art of racing in the rain um
1: seriously our 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 lists are to be exactly the same so is mine (laughs) okay
0: yeah and, and i i think it is a sweet movie i think it has a nice heart to it a nice uh message overall the dog is super cute uh there's definitely some wacko scenes, which i I kind of like it sometimes when there's very strange scenes, like when he has these weird uh the dog has these weird
2: oh, uh yeah.
0: fantasies about the zebra <laughs> That's like the animal? What? yeah, What is happening that was very strange, and also like very upsetting the whole sequence where they forget about the dog and he's starving that was very upsetting um and I, but i but i think it loses me the movie in just the complete character of these in-laws i mean just ridiculous like nobody is going to apply for custody on the day of the funeral like and they were just totally unfeeling at least especially the the grandfather character uh and that was just it felt didn't feel authentic it was too much uh, so once it gets into the whole courtroom thing that it it's not as effective as the other parts. Uh but it was I still overall liked it. Uh and uh so yeah, that's what I have at eighteen.
1: Um, I overall liked it too. I mean I like Milo and um
0: Amanda I can't remember
1: who Amanda and I I mean Kevin. Uh, Kevin, you know does mm-hmm. the voice of the dog oh right right yeah Back- Kevin Costner, yeah uh kevin costner oh my gosh thank you uh <laughs> it was great as the voice of the dog but this is a kind of weirdly dark movie my favorite thing about it is that it maintains a perspective of only the dog so you only see the things the dog can see so you don't see any like adult things the dog can't see which i kind of thought was cool um but i don't know it was they, I like your word caricatures because they were just extreme versions of these people like it's a horrible thing that happened they have a big tragedy they have a big he has a big dream these are really bad people so it just wasn't like my f- favorite movie ever but it was nice enough
0: yeah that, that's, that's certainly fair alright now here's where everyone's going to freak out <laughs> so I have okay, fine. Spider-Man Far From Home at number 17 I saw this movie twice I gave it two shots because I was like it has to be better than I remember I was just tired I don't know but I still didn't really love it it's not awful I didn't hate it but I do feel like it's a lower tier Marvel film in the MCU and I, I just I liked most of the teenage stuff I thought was charming and Tom Holland is very charming in the role i was not a big fan of mysterio i know a lot of people love him jacob gyllenhaal is amazing but i just thought his plan was so convoluted and there were so many things that you had to buy into in order to buy into this plan working about these illusions and and i thought that was just tough for me to to get invested in that also i i thought that the whole thing with the uh with what was it um the the glasses it didn't really make sense to me with tony's character i mean tony for a long time ever since iron man 3 has been about uh about lessening his power in a way it's signing the sokovia Accord and uh and trying to uh, he's scared of his powers as iron man he wants to lessen that get rid of some of his agency so why on earth would he build this giant uh planet made of droids thing and 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 then of all people to give it to to give it to peter parker a teenager with no fail safe evidently to stop it does not seem like something tony would do and that annoyed me i didn't like it and also the fact that you have all of these people that are resentful of peter parker I mean, a, resentful of Tony coming together to pull off this ridiculous, convoluted plan. I didn't really like that either. I just wish it had stayed more into the the, the teenagers and their their experience in Europe, and then maybe, uh, you know, just a. I would have been fine with just say standard Marvel villain, you know, that makes some trouble. We will keep this kind of like with Ant Man like keep the movie small, just about, you know, this one little area, this one little thing that Peter has to go up against. And uh, I would have liked it much better. Um, Again, not awful. I didn't hate it. But I was pretty disappointed by it. And I definitely didn't like it as much as most people seem to have. so. So
1: there you go. Um, I liked that movie more than you. It's only a few up from here, but we're getting into the like, just straight movies I like, so yeah. it's just hard to rank them all. Um, right. I liked it more. I did. I wasn't as bothered by the bad guy, although the mysterious thing wasn't the greatest, but I didn't. I, I just wasn't as bothered. And Tom mm-hmm. Holland just can sell me anything. Yeah, he's and, really
2: great. Uh, There's no doubt. I
1: just watched an interview today with him, in fact, where he said he felt like his best work was in Spider-Man Far From Home and I think it's because there's more of an emotional component for Spider-Man in this movie Mm -hmm. and um, all of those things you said I think are fair about the bad guy but what I will say is what stayed with me and what I think about when I think about this movie is all the teenage stuff that I did love Mm -hmm. and is the, the stuff in Europe and is like and so I guess it was there and it was not as good but it didn't it didn't affect my ability to enjoy it. And because I just loved him and the character so much, I guess it just worked out because I don't really, I was like, Oh yeah, that's true. And that's in there, but it, it's not the stuff that stayed with me. There was a ginormous explosion for the Spider-Man story at the end of that movie with the big reveal. And so it didn't make me interested in the next thing, but that was a really big, like huge thing that happened at the end of it. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah,
2: yeah. All um, right. What do you I, have at, at number
1: seventeen? I had Adams Family, mm-hmm. um, which is an animated that I I quite liked. I don't have anything really bad to say about it. I thought it was cute. My mom's maiden name is Adams, and she has bad feelings about anything <laughs> associated with Adams Family. That's but uh, and, like, because apparently when she was in high school, people would go up to her and do the snaps all the time, and she just hated it. Uh, but I quite—I just thought this—it was cute, and it was, it was a good like little Halloween cartoon. Like I liked it, mm-hmm. but I did too. You know, I had, yeah, had, this was that's just the place I found it on the list because yeah, pretty much I like all the rest of the movies.
0: Same with me. I, I have it at 16, so just one up. Uh, I really liked the animation. I thought it definitely was on a budget, but I, the, as far as the character designs and some other stuff, I thought it was good. And I also liked any joke that had to do with music. That seems to be a big get with me. If you, oh, if yeah, you make, they were
1: pretty funny in that if one. You,
0: if you make a joke with music, that was really funny in, in Angry Birds 2, and it, I thought it was funny here, especially the um, everybody hurts joke. That made me laugh. Uh, yeah. And so I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, the the villain isn't the best, but I was it was serviceable, I guess, for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I ended up with sixteen. What do you have at sixteen? At sixteen,
1: I have Late Nights, mm. um, Mindy Kaling. I um, I thought I, I and and if we're gonna compare, I love I really liked Emma Thompson in this. I mean, mm. versus <laughs> her sad. Yugoslavian mother in Last Christmas that still makes me angry uh but I enjoyed Late at Night I thought it was funny I thought there were you know it was uh, uh I don't know I just I it, it seemed very it felt very Mindy Kaling to me
0: yeah I think that's that's fair I think that's true uh so very good okay uh so my number 15 is actually Harriet and I really enjoyed Harriet. Really? I, that yeah. is so low. I know. Um, I, yeah, we have a big difference on that. Oh, we'll Okay, good. How high mine is. <laughs> so I really, I, I enjoyed it. I gave it fresh. I liked it. I think that, I guess, the other ones I just liked a little bit better. I, I think that yeah. it is a very safe movie, which I think is good in a way. And I like it that they did that, that it's more f- for families uh, to watch and talk about some of these issues. But there there were a few times where I thought they maybe could have been a little bit braver um, and that maybe was a little bit saccharine. But I did like it. And so it's not, I don't know. It's not a, a big... Uh, It was way more of a faith-based film than I was expecting, for sure. So that was interesting. Um, And I liked the performances. uh, And uh, I don't know. I don't have huge complaints about this one. I just liked the other ones a little better. Uh, So yeah, it ended up at 15 for me.
1: I liked it a lot more, and I'll have more to say about it in a while. But um, my number 15 is Bombshell, Uh uh, which, to be honest, I really liked. I really, really liked, and I hope that they get nominated for Oscars for hair and makeup because I had to keep reminding myself through that whole movie that that wasn't actually Megan Kelly and it was Charlize Theron and uh, and that guy, I mean, they just really spot on and I don't know, I really, really thought of, I mean, it's very timely it, it's a good time to tell that story and it's fairly recent and I really think Charlize and even I thought Nicole did well I thought Margot Robbie did well but Charlize throne killed it
0: mm-hmm. yeah I I agree because I have bombshell at number 14 <laughs> so yeah I I think that bombshell it's uh, i think it's a good story to tell i think we need to tell all voices not just uh one particular political uh side of the story uh and i think all the performances are really good i i guess where i i think I it loses me a little bit i still liked it still giving it fresh is that i think the margot robbie character loses me a little bit in it and she's uh, not awful but she certainly does, does a good job with what she has but I wanted to. I felt like the. I felt like the real characters were much more interesting than this sort of composite character, who I don't know if I hundred percent bought as like a human being who is uh is you know Mrs. Fox News, but is this lesbian on the side and and I don't know. I just I didn't know if I hundred percent bought her character, and she is asked to carry quite a bit of weight for the script also there was just something about it that felt more like a television movie to me uh and I don't know why (laughs) I mean I love television movies so that's not like a huge insult but (laughs) well
1: I did feel a little bit like it could it felt like an HBO movie to me yeah
0: yeah it did
1: uh and I don't know what I don't know what I don't even know what what the markers are for that but it did kind of feel that way and maybe it's just because it was so political. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but and I, you and I talked about this. I think that the Margot Robbie plays like a fictional, yeah, uh, anchor or news person, whereas Nicole Kidman and Charlize are playing yeah. actual real people. And she carries the weight of having to have the act, like the actual sexual uh, assault, kind yeah. of. Um, be on screen with her and and we talked about like I would guess that it had to be that way because they didn't they couldn't recreate something that really happened mm-hmm. uh, for the other ones
0: right um, yeah no I think, guess. yeah I'm sure that's true I don't know if they just hundred percent pulled it off it's still I still liked it but anyway I uh, yeah I have it at 14 uh, yeah but, um, she says a great in it it just was
1: a weird. Thing for the character, I love yeah. you. So what? What do
0: you have at fourteen?
1: At fourteen, I have Spider-Man: Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're into the movies. I just really liked, and I liked it more than you. And we already talked about it. <laughs> Very good.
0: Okay. Uh, Thirteen, I have Dora in the Lost City of Gold. I, when I was going into this movie, I I said in the preview show that David and I do. I said there's so much potential in Dora and uh in breaking the fourth law law uh, fourth wall and being really nutty and crazy and bonkers and it could be really fun but i'm like oh they're not going to do that <laughs> and then i watched the movie i'm like they did it oh my gosh it was so yeah. exciting to me. and i thought it was really funny and real. i thought that uh, everybody was charming and uh, yeah sure there's some you know more sort of pure jokes but uh, for the most part they're they're real funny jokes and uh, everybody is just r- really funny and it was just bonkers it was crazy and i particularly loved the animated se- sequence was crazy and i loved that and uh i i think it uh it was just a it was a good it was fun to go with your niece that that definitely helped i think it, yeah more but uh but yeah it was a good time
1: yeah, oh, I really liked Dora. I um I thought it was really fun and that animated sequence was hilarious. Yeah. So um, good. <laughs> and it's just a fun little like family friendly adventure. Like mm-hmm. it it kind of can fill a little bit of the spot that you're talking about that playing with fire disappointed you in.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I feel like Dora can is sort of that. Um I just really liked it. But I actually have a thirteen maiden. Um, which mm-hmm. is a documentary I really liked about the first all female mm-hmm. round the world crew. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It's mm-hmm. really, really cool how they have so much footage from that time in I think the eighties. Yeah. And and that so many of the women were part of the making of the documentary. So they're talking about that talking to them today about that time and they could interspersed it with the actual live footage from them like it just was really cool
0: yeah like one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time very good yeah I have that a lot higher but uh but yeah I'm uh, glad you enjoyed it 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 really is a people should see it it's not a boring documentary it's really no uh -uh. it's great Mm -hmm. all right well number 12 we'll definitely disagree (laughs) but i did like it i have a beautiful day in the neighborhood at number 12. uh i i thought that uh it, i thought the tom hanks was great uh as mr rogers um and i thought there were some nice moments i like chris cooper he's like the best at playing the sort of bitter horrible father kind of role yeah but, uh, so he's really good at that um yeah, I mean, I guess why it, it, it's not in my top tier is just because I, th- I, I think that there's so much in Fred Rogers' life that we see in the documentary that I felt like, oh, that's so cinematic. That's such a, that's so good. And I wish that they had uh, done a little bit more. I get it. They were trying to do something different. And I guess I appreciate that to a certain extent, but I felt like a lot of the the, uh, Vogel stuff was, a little bland it was stuff that i've seen i've seen that story a lot of times where some of the stuff that happened with mr rogers is such a unique person that i appreciate them trying to do something different but in the end mm, i don't know i had mixed feelings about it i guess but i still liked it and i think just tom hanks's performance alone is enough uh for me to definitely still enjoy it and it definitely has a nice message and it's very sweet uh so but that's where I have it. Is it 12? Um, you know that we disagree on this
1: movie. <laughs> and, um, and that mine will be higher. But uh, I will say this, that I it's so funny to me how much you keep bringing up the documentary because I feel like the point gets missed that that's not the story they were telling. Like, I watched the panel of them talking about it when it was first released, and it had Tom Hanks, and uh, mm-hmm. it had the cast, it had the director, and it had the guy that really did the interview in the article his name is different I can't, and it's even a different magazine I think that he worked for yeah. but they're really telling his story and then the, and I it struck me how much they aren't trying to talk about Mr. Rogers and it goes to me again about a marketing issue because Tom Hanks is square right in the middle of the poster yeah. like, and there are lots of posters that don't even have um, I can't even think of the actor's name right now Uh, Matthew Uh, Reese on it at all. And it's really Matthew Reese that is the lead actor because it's his story. And watching that panel, I just realized like their intent wasn't to make a movie about Mr. Rogers' life or Mr. Rogers. Their intent was to make a movie about Mr. Rogers' effect on this one man Mm -hmm. and how I think Mr. Rogers has effect on the humans because he does. And there were really cool things. And they, he's a supporting role in that. And I just I, think it's a mismarketing. Like, Like, yeah. you watch all the stuff about it, and you think it's a movie about Mr. Rogers, but it's about his effect on one human and not about his life and everything else. And I think they should make another movie about his full life that is different from the documentary. But I I really... What it set out to do, I feel like it's fully
0: accomplished. But and anyway. I appreciate that. I just... I didn't think that his that the Matthew there, the, um, the Vogel store, Lloyd Vogel. That's what it is. I didn't think yeah, it was Booker. as, I guess I didn't think it was as compelling as you compelling. did. I didn't yeah. hate it. I still liked it. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Um, what number are we on? 12. 12 at 12 I had Dora. Okay, good. All right. Number 11, I have late night and I have to admit, <laughs> On the second watch, it wasn't quite as good. I, I might have had some, they say that the, uh, even though I constantly live in the high altitude, uh, they they kind of joke sometimes about high altitude sickness with Sundance. <laughs> and I admit, I probably had a little bit of that with this uh, <laughs> when I first saw it at Sundance. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I really liked the script. I thought it was funny. And I, I thought that it did a pretty good job of weaving in like, uh, very uh, uh, contemporary new themes without like beating you over the head with them and I appreciated that I thought that Mindy Killing was really funny and uh, like I, there was just like a little bit of romance for her which didn't like take over the story uh, and I thought that her and Emma Thompson had nice chemistry and it's definitely one that I would Watch again, and you know I love romantic comedies. Type I love the tone of this movie. That's very me. Um, Yeah. So I have it at eleven.
1: Um, and this is this is where you'll think it's funny. At eleven, I have Toy Story four.
0: Oh wow! Um, Yeah.
1: I know. I I liked it. I did enjoy it. I felt like it was kind of dark. Um, Mm. and. There's been a lot of talk about whether it's necessary. I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: uh, I, the, the franchise could have ended after three. I do think there are elements of this that made it a positive thing that they went to four. And I do appreciate this whole, the, the idea of kind of Woody separating from the group and kind of graduating. Um, I do appreciate that. But I, and there are some things in it that, that were just really, that were funny. I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. um but it just was like it's my fourth favorite toy story (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah interesting very good okay uh so number 10 for me is i have abominable at 10 and this was such a pleasant surprise it was such a sweet movie there was such a nice uh heart to it between we've seen the story a lot of times between Uh, a a child finding a creature or an alien or dragon or you know something like that uh, and having to take care of it but it's usually dynamic that works for me and that i like and it worked for me here and i thought that uh, it had some nice laughs i absolutely loved the music the the they definitely kind of use the magic power of the yeti for like whatever they want it's sort of (laughs) a It's sort of a convenient thing in the script, but eh, whatever. I still enjoyed it and I thought it had some really beautiful animation and I, I tend to not like DreamWorks comedies very much. They're a little too broad for my taste, a little too parody heavy, And uh, but this I, I liked and so yeah, I would ten. Um,
1: I really liked the Bumble too. I really like the animation, and there is just this there's a magical quality, but there's also a mythical, like fantasy mm-hmm. quality to it that yeah. I really wasn't expecting, and I really liked. Um, I really, really liked the storytelling in this. Uh, it came out of nowhere for me; like I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. There's been honestly several Yeti things, yeah, um, in the last in, in animation specifically. This is by far my favorite. Um, I quite liked it. I have that at nine, but my number 10 was Knives Out, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked. So fun. I, Knives Out, I just thought was really fun. The cast is fun. Daniel Craig honestly steals the show, uh, with that Southern accent and being, playing that detective. Yeah. Chris Evans is so, is like, just could not find a better role that is more opposite Captain America. Um, and I can't remember her name, but I really liked the girl lead that plays the nursemaid. Yeah. Um, yeah, Just the the whole of it. I just I it does keep you guessing. It's so convoluted. There's no way to guess it. Uh, it's not like you can figure out the how it all's gonna be figured out. But it's just really fun, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. That was my number ten.
0: Yeah, Anna de Armas, is her name. Oh, uh, but okay. it's my number nine, so I'm right with you on yeah. that one. And yeah. I, I did. I, it was just fun. It was a fun time at the movies. And people that are overthinking it and saying, "Oh, it's, it's propaganda or whatever nonsense," I, it's just a lark. It's not something to be taken. It's not something to be overexamined. I appreciated the Hallmark jokes. That was hilarious. Um, You're right. It was just, it was just a good time. Uh, to go with your friends and uh, so yeah I have it at nine uh so number eight I have Downton Abbey the movie and I just thought they did about as good a job as you could do of taking this series this beloved series and giving us another basically long episode of the series and I, I liked all of the arcs for every character there wasn't really anybody that I uh that I uh didn't like what happened to them um, and I, I mean, it's beautifully made, sumptuously made the costumes of course are gorgeous it was completely fulfilling for everything that I wanted from a Downton Abbey movie um, my number 8 is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood which mm-hmm. we know I liked more than you um,
1: my number 7 is Downton Abbey and I think for the same reason like I described it as like a cozy blanket on a brisk fall afternoon mm-hmm. like I just felt like I was so comfortable. It was so lovely to like just zoom in on my old friends that had come by and visited my house for all those weeks mm-hmm. uh, when it was on TV. And then it just left it kind of humming and going along as it always had. And we zoomed back out and went home and
0: it just felt like it was just so
1: satisfying. It's a great mm-hmm. word. I've, I really, really liked it.
0: Well, and we're getting into my top 20 of the year period here. I have, oh, good. I have Downton Abbey at nineteen so oh, i awesome. really liked it a lot cool yeah that um, was my number seven so I, what's your number okay seven? my number seven is rocket man and i awesome. uh it's uh number 18 uh on my ranking list i for all all the movies i loved it i thought that it was so creative and unexpected just like we we're talking about with judy where it was just so bland like a million other movies i'd seen here you have a similar story, really, of you know, celebrity spir you know spiraling out of control that we've seen a lot of times in these rock biopics. And here you have they took a creative risk uh, to tell the story in a new way, and I I loved it. I thought it was very inspiring, uh, just creatively inspiring, but also his you know music and and his coming out of it uh, and uh, when people didn't think that he could was was great and sure it relies on a bunch of cliches of the genre but i thought it 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 did it all that it could do to kind of shake it up and try to do different things and i like richard madden a lot in it <laughs> even though he's a bad guy he was so dreamy uh and uh taron edgerton i think is one of the best performances of the year yeah. uh so yeah uh that's what i have at seven
1: and and you clearly must think it's less offensive for Taryn Edgerton to sing in in for Elton John than yeah, that's uh, fair. Renee Zeller to sing for Judy. Yeah, that's true. Because he does his singing. And I think it's great. I like it's pretty seamless. Um, yeah. T- I just think Taryn Edgerton is so great in this. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Yeah.
0: So um, my
1: number, what are we on? We're on. Uh, did you, you do seven? seven?
0: Yeah, or my seven was down seven. seven okay so number six yeah six number six for me is 1917 and that's very hard this one's the hardest one to rank by far uh because it's a war movie that's pretty brutal uh that's a hard watch i was pretty emotional after i saw it uh what this soldier has to go through it really reminded me a lot of hacksaw ridge just in the sense that hacksaw ridge is really just about one one man as opposed to a movie that's about a battle about a you know a group of soldiers a regiment whatever this it, both movies to me are about just one person with their convictions How can they get through and can they make it And you're just in the you get so invested in that one person you know come on come on come on ah and it, it makes you feel i felt so tense watching this and i think this is probably a better movie than hexa ridge but i do love Hexi ridge because of the faith element and i found it so inspirational um, but 1917, I think that the this it's very elevated by the incredible cinematography of Roger Deakins. I think it's definitely one of the best of the year in that regard. And I was just on the edge of my seat. What what's gonna, how's he going to make it? What's going to happen? Uh, I thought it was really well done.
1: Um,
0: my number six
1: is also 1917, yeah. and Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins. He, <laughs> I hope, wins an Oscar. Yeah, he should. For real. Like, this movie is shot amazingly. And to be honest, I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of the first part of the movie because I wasn't sure how gory or war horrific it was going to be. And I feel kind of sensitive about violence. Mm-hmm. And um, I was more on the edge of my seat, not knowing what to expect. But it does show the horrors of war, like, oh my gosh, rats. no,
2: oh, And wow. dead bodies.
1: But less violence if that makes sense um but I also love these stories like Hatsa Ridge and even Saving Cry Ryan where it's like one man in the midst of all of it it I mean they're good reminders but it's not survival of the fittest it's survival of the luckiest in Mm -hmm. these like wars and all of that and it's like cool like I half expected in the last scene for something different to happen because of everything he'd been through like I love all the cameos in this movie 1917 I mean all the people that are in it for like two or three minutes, really big name people, um, that just really add great things to it because it is really just one guy's story. It mm-hmm. starts a little bit, it's two guys, but quickly becomes one. I just really it's it's a really great movie. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, yeah. now two.
0: we're getting into my top ten of the year total. So okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: my right. number five is Ford V Ferrari.
0: Yes, *Sword of is really good. Yeah,
1: um, I loved it. Uh, there's nothing better than Christian watching Christian Bale and uh, Matt Damon play off of each other. They crackle in a way that is just amazing. Their on-screen chemi- chemistry is so great. I mean, there's a point a point when they even have a fist fight, and that is hilarious. <laughs> this movie is for foremost about friendship and then it's about cars. And I really, really love this story. I love that it is a true story about these humans and I didn't know it and good night. This is a good movie. Yeah.
0: I completely agree with you. That's why I have it uh, very high. Uh, So my number five is Maiden. Uh, All the reasons that you said that we talked about, I just think it's, it's such an inspiring story. Uh, without really like trying to, it's just telling their story, and their story is inspirational. Like you don't feel manipulated. At least I didn't uh, watching it, and you just uh, they're just they weren't trying to be feminist archetypes. That's one thing I appreciated. They weren't. They wanted to actually race. They weren't doing this to be the first women. They were doing it because that was the only way they could do it. And uh, and right. so I, I thought they were just so great, and it was so so great how they got. Uh, yeah they have all the old footage but they got the the old commentators who were so doubtful and and, right. and back and their their expressions so that was really funny and, in, and done in good natured fun I thought and and I just I just love this I love this movie and I really want more people to see it uh, it's uh, go and rent it because uh, I think it's such a, it would be such a great movie to watch with your kids and get them just inspired and excited and- yeah. And I really liked it too, but I felt yeah. maybe how you felt about
1: 1917 about how's the weird movie to rank. Yeah. That, that one felt more of a weird movie to rank because it's not like any of the others and it's not like a, you know, a scripted narrative. Movie, yeah. Movie narrative. It felt like I, it kind of fell down lower on my list. Not because I didn't like it any more or less. I just,
0: yeah. I just liked no. these
1: other movies better. That's all. No,
0: I get that. I and totally do. Uh, I felt that anyway. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, So what do you have at four?
1: (laughs) At four, I have Harriet.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting. Way back when in your, it's (laughs) a great for you. I didn't know that you Uh, loved it that much. I, 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 this is new to me. That's exciting. Well, here's the secret about me
1: is that I have a degree in American history with Mm -hmm. a specific military history focus. Which means I have specific interest in movies like Harriet and 1917, but I did a very big study of about the Civil War when mm-hmm. I was in college. So I have, number one, already a heightened interest Yeah. in that time period in general. I did not know enough about Harriet Tubman going into that movie so I was fascinated. And Cynthia Irvo, my goodness. Yeah. I, she's a Tony Award winning actress. And I felt the music through line that she adds to this, which is kind of adds to the Facebook portion of it that you talked about I thought was beautiful it made mm-hmm. it very different um, and, and I know that you were, kept talking about it needed to be more brave I thought it was brave to keep it cleaner
2: mm-hmm. and I thought
1: it was brave to keep it family friendly
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they could show far I mean they showed some, some yucky stuff but they could have shown on camera far worse things that happened to slaves <laughs> in For sure, the yeah. Civil War era yeah. uh, but they didn't a lot of that stuff happens off screen on purpose, I think, to keep it family friendly. Yeah. I felt like it was so inspiring, uh, inspiring for our country, inspiring just knowing about her, and I really, really loved it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a great movie that they will show in schools, and uh, it'll be a great source of uh, communication and, and, uh, learning. So I, I, yeah. I, I did, uh, did enjoy it. So, um, very good. And on good. your scale of like how, how much you would like
1: tune turn to it on a Saturday afternoon, it uh-huh. I would pick it, I yeah. would pick it a lot. Like I've probably seen Glory 200 times.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Like I just
1: like, I was like, yeah. I like the worse stuff.
0: So there you go. Cool. Good. Okay. Uh, number four for me is when I've really debated about where to put it uh, because I love it. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just not sure because I've only seen it once is Frozen 2. And I feel like I need to see it a second time to kind of really, we haven't done the podcast on it or me and Stanford, because I just feel like I need to see it a second time to really kind of, because really think about the story and just some of the, I don't know. But I have it at four because I did love it I loved the animation I thought it was beautiful I loved the relationship t- between Anna and Elsa and how it grew I am like obsessed with Lost in the Woods I thought it was hilarious <laughs> um, I I think it's sort of an interesting weird story that they went with to kind of have uh, this this they have this sort of native people that their, uh, their ancestors basically betrayed and kind of the girls having to kind of deal with this and uh and that sort of opens a a a box about you know their parents and uh and their choices and what does sort of letting it go really mean for Elsa and what her calling really is and so I I really loved it uh but again I feel like I need to see it uh I need to see it a second time before I'm ready to declare it as better than these other three but it's in my top 10 of the year, so um, I really like it.
1: My Frozen 2 is my number three. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I yeah. felt like... I, I mean, we ha- had cautious expectations going in because sequels mm. are never the king of the hill. I, a lot of people have said one way or the other, they thought it was better than the first one. They thought it was, you know, not as good as the first one, whatever. I felt like it was a perfect companion to the first Mm -hmm. one, like equally as good, but I almost think it's a little funnier. I think they added a little more for the adults in it. Mm -hmm. The Walk in the Woods is so squarely for adults.
2: Yeah. uh,
1: Because no kid gets why that's so funny, but having an 80s rock ballad right square in the middle of an animated movie is the best thing ever. Uh, um, You know what I mean? And yeah. I thought Olaf oh, was kind of funnier, but it's also a little bit sadder and darker too. Like there's moments when, you know, they think different characters are not alive anymore, and um, and so there's just this like kind of and like this revisit of the what happened with their parents was pretty yeah. dark stuff. Yeah. So it's just an interesting. I don't know. I just crazy loved it. I did not think I could like. Any music as much as I liked the first set of music, and I love this music. So, they mm-hmm. just really nailed it, and I loved
0: it. Yeah, I agree. Number, uh, three. Num- number three, I have Ford v Ferrari, and I completely agree with everything yeah. you said. I thought that it was just such a great story of friendship, and I love an underdog sports movie, whether documentary or or narrative. And uh, so that's that's a ticket for me. And <coughs> excuse me. And I just thought they had great chemistry, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I thought that really the racing was kind of secondary to to that relationship that they had. And I mean, I just thought one of the best scenes of the movie was when they get the head of Ford in the in the race car. And he's like freaking out. And that was so good. And uh, I I thought that his Christian Bale's wife was very well cast. That she did a really good job yeah. in a small part. Uh, that uh, I really enjoyed her performance. I've also liked, uh, I think it's Noah Dupe as his child, as Kristen Bell's son, uh, that he was really good. I, 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 I just loved it. I thought it was such a satisfying, entertaining uh, movie, even though it was a billion degrees in the theater we saw it. I still really Right, we it. saw it in a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> so that says something, I think, <laughs>
1: right uh, so we like couldn't get up and go because you were just in it so much
0: yeah yeah, yeah. uh so uh what do you say you had uh frozen at three yeah frozen two okay, that yeah. three yeah so okay so but
1: my number two is rocket
0: man oh great okay good yeah
1: So you we already talked about it a little bit i yeah. i insanely loved that movie like yeah. i really i Oh, I just really liked it. I liked the visuals of it. uh, How they duplicated the kind of flamboyant nature of Elton John um, with Taryn was great. Even the opening scene where he's in that just crazy thing with the wings and going to a meeting is, and I just really his performance is, but I liked the whole aspect. I liked how they addressed his past. I liked how they introduced different things. I just liked start to finish. I like some singing. I
0: just like that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I love it too. Uh all right. I went back and forth a, lo- a lot on my way. I and two.
1: left and I'm so curious to hear what your number two is.
0: Uh, uh, even now I'm like, uh, uh my number two is Parasite. I Ooh, I, really- I knew it. I knew you were going to break <laughs> the number one into
1: it. So so although I can't I can't believe it.
0: Okay, go ahead. people had told me this is so great this is one of the best movies of the year and you got to see it i had heard a lot of hyperbole about it and usually that's kind of dangerous right especially one of these artsy movies you know it could be something like sorry to bother you which i did not like at all or bill street could talk i did not like that either so it can be a little risky but we ended up going and it lived up to the hype to me it was so creative it was so original it was so interesting it had something to say without like ramming it in your head it was funny all the characters all of the characters i felt like felt authentic and i could relate to whether it's the rich family or the poor family i didn't feel like any of them were terrible humans or caricatures it would have been so easy to do with the rich people especially and that's one thing that Hollywood often gets wrong is like someone like Mark Zuckerberg is just like an evil guy. He's a rich guy. And they don't ever like try to kind of show more of their character, or who they are. And I felt like both groups, I understood where they were coming from. And uh, and I felt like the, you know, like the rich mom, I think that she is trying to to be... A good you know mom and and i think that they're her, her husband's kind of aloof but not like so much like they still i feel like they love each other and uh he's just kind of confident in her you know running the home and you know we even get a scene with them uh being intimate uh towards the end and i don't i felt like i understood them as a couple and they felt real to me and i i felt like all the characters felt very real to me despite being in this interesting situation. And uh, even just like little things like the fact that she starts to, the, the rich family starts to notice the smell of the poor family. That was like a really interesting way of saying something without the character, like compared to the dead don't die which I saw this theater with like literally the narrators, like talking about commercialism and telling you exactly what you're supposed to think. That's annoying. This didn't do it. This, this just told an interesting story with interesting characters with a, an amazing house. <laughs> so the production design was all kind of worked and I really liked it. Uh, so yeah, I have it at two. I,
1: I have it at one. Yeah.
0: It's my
1: favorite movie I've seen this year. And I think for so many reasons, Probably the first is that I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Yeah, like because it's, it's billed as a horror and it has horror elements. I would never pick to see a horror. It's not my genre. It's not my thing. Yeah,
2: um,
1: it has horror elements, but I, but none that that caused any reaction in me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this is such an original story, one that you cannot foresee where it's going. It's a path, it takes you down a path that you cannot, there's no way you could guess. And I love that. I love that the, uh, the point about different classes is made through of all of your senses visually. And they talk about the smell and there is an emotional component to it. Like there's all of these things that they're really uh, showing the class differences, which I think was brilliant. Um, these actors were just perfection. Yeah. Um and even like some of the shocking stuff just it like it kind of goes in a way crazy place but it makes sense for the whole story yeah. and I just I thought about it a lot since I watched it it is just one of these things where I'm like I can't I would never would have guessed I never would have chosen to see it and I'm so glad I did yeah.
0: That's the benefit of seeing a lot of movies like you and I do is that, yeah, you you see, a, you know, a lot of bland movies or some not so good movies, but when you find that one that you would never have seen if you were just a casual moviegoer, it's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, <laughs> really I, yeah that movie
1: really knocked my socks off. Yeah. Like in a way I feel like I haven't had
0: that kind of reaction of in like a long time anyway I just love it very good I agree uh my my number one is Toy Story (laughs) 4 and I I I just I just loved I really connected emotionally with this movie and and granted Pixar is almost always able to make me do that uh they're just they just get me I guess but uh, I I thought that first of all the animation I'm a huge you know animation is my thing and the animation was stunning and beautiful Uh, but I thought almost every plot point really worked I I and I was I was somewhat skeptical going into it but it made so much sense to me because really when you think about it the end of Toy Story 3 is the perfect ending for Andy but if you really think about that ending for Woody it's not very satisfying he's going to end up going through this cycle of being played with and not played with again and again and again and again and again. So in order for them to give Woody a kind of a kind of send him to a, a it's almost like sending him to spirit world in a way, even though he's on Earth. Because these are mortal beings, for all we know. There's no real death, I don't think, for for toys. It's in this in this world. Um, but uh, the so you have to kind of leave him in a soft spot where he's going to be uh, not have to go through that continual cycle of abandonment. And, uh, and so I think they were so brilliant in, in, in setting up this sort of alternate world where, uh, where he could be himself the, basically for the rest of his life that he's, he's done and the, he's done his service he's he's run a good race he's fought the fight you know as the scripture says and um and i think that really his giving bonnie forky is kind of his final gift to children and uh and uh, that's why it was so important to him and i i loved him basically being a dad to forky it was the best and i loved forky i thought he was so funny and so just the best and i i i get the complaint that the other characters aren't in it as much And that's valid but i i still when when buzz tells woody that it's okay that ruined me and uh it was so good and um and yeah and i thought that you know all the i thought all the stuff with um gabby gabby was way better than i expected i thought she was just going to be sort of a generic uh twist villain that they've had in a million disney slash pixar movies uh, like Lotso kind of or something like that but it turns out she wasn't she was just like really lonely and I, I thought that her arc when she gets uh taken by the child at the end was so well done <clears throat> and yeah. uh yeah uh I even and it's sort of my I hate uh I, th- I feel like there's some subset of trope in animated films where the characters end up driving but this with them like ruining the (laughs) dad's car. And and like that was funny to me. And so I just loved it. It really spoke to me emotionally. And I thought it was such a brilliant ending for a character that I absolutely love. Woody is just one of my all-time favorites uh, ever since the original Toy Story, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, so (laughs) uh, to me, that meant a lot to me that he ended in a spot that uh, that made me feel good and uh, so there you go that's why it's my favorite uh, of all of these movies so. <laughs> it,
1: I mean I I didn't even make my top 10 but I respect your love for animation it is a beautifully animated it's just was it's dark and I just it was I know that it was woody's story maybe from the beginning because the beginning is a new toy being Buzz and yeah. playing the playing field so it was Woody's to kind of wrap up but they all are going to have that experience of having to go through that like the side yeah. I'm like Buzz was just left to do it instead which is yeah yeah
0: but but Buzz started later like Woody was Andy's toy a long time we don't I mean for well I know but he has gone so
1: he's done with all of them so they're all yeah. in that same cycle like I, I get it I know that you love it and that it's your favorite thing and so that's great it's just not mine yeah. and I really I can't tell you how many parents said they it was too dark for their kids mm-hmm. it's sad the Gabby Gabby character's kind of scary um, and that's okay it's all okay I just yeah. it just wasn't my it wasn't my character but I did like it like yeah. if I were uh, ranking it I was certainly
0: rank it high and I did you know mm-hmm. yeah I no I, I get that
1: <laughs> I just would never put it up a
0: parasite I <laughs> they're so different <laughs> it's really hard it's a totally different right experience. it is they're one totally is different yeah one is new characters new idea creativity interesting things to say others is characters that I've been involved with and rooting for for uh since 1994 <laughs> you know and that's it's just such a when it's when you
1: talk about Toy Story four, it it sounds like to me that was your comfy blanket movie. Like yeah. you just like felt so like you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: just just like it's the best comfy blanket ever. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and and often movie, that is the case so for me with Pixar. You know, they just make movies that uh that just make you feel good. Like even ones that. They, they give you the emotion they give you the characters like sure they have their cars too they have a few that aren't as good but uh <laughs> but uh, i just especially the toy story movies i just think they have knocked every single one of them out of the park i absolutely love all four and uh, i i think that some of the stuff with Lotso and like the and them getting in the third one and them getting almost incinerated i actually think that's more intense and darker than anything we see in this movie uh but i still love toy story (laughs) three
1: um but uh, if you had uh, to rank
0: before are you going one four three two um, uh, i I think actually three is my (laughs) i think that three is actually my least favorite but i still love it um but uh yeah, I think I would go actually one, four, two, three. I think. Okay. But I don't know. I love them all. Yeah, it's splitting Hairs. Uh, I just think yeah. they're characters that I love. The animation is groundbreaking in all four, uh, and uh, I, I, I love the. I just love love what they did with them. It's my probably my not probably it's my favorite franchise. So. I love it. well, this is twenty four more movies. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Oh my gosh <laughs> uh,
1: I, I'm pretty sure we're going to a movie uh in a couple days too. Yeah. so yeah. We'll, have a, we'll get we'll get started
0: on the third installment yes so let us know if you're listening what you think of all the different movies that we talked about Uh, and i'll put a list so if you want to do your own ranking if you've seen these or some of these then do your own ranking video that would be really fun uh and uh let us know if you think we're crazy or (laughs) maybe you think i'm crazy and you're even more jen that uh that would be great let us know in the comment section or on twitter uh or let me know on twitter uh that would be really really fun and yeah you can follow me all over social media itg youtube uh at rachel's reviews and on rotten tomatoes and so check that out and yeah we're gonna have a busy busy uh, December with a lot more reviews coming out. Uh, I'm excited about that. And then also make sure you're following me at the HomeWorkies podcast all over the place. We just had an interview with all the stars of Twinkle all the way, including Sarah Drew and my, and Ryan McPartland and uh, and the director Brian Herzlinger. That was epic and so much fun. So definitely you want to be subscribed and following at the, at the HomeWorkies podcast because we have a lot of fun over there. So there we go. Well, thanks so much, Jen. I really appreciate you coming on. And thanks, it was great. we're looking forward to 24 more. Woo. <laughs> okay.